They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Can I get a... <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. You have been confirmed. Oh, that's that Illuminati music industry. Illuminati confirmed. How about this? Wanna join Illuminati? Call us oh, today. I, I trust the media. I was Morpheus and I was interviewing a frog. Wait, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't know. Illuminati confirmed. I was raped by Bigfoot. <laughs> Are you being for real right now? I am being 110. Illuminati confirmed. What do you expect from Mark? Dude? We've been recording this whole time, okay? And now we're live. The whole world hears us, sees us. And knows that we're on the air. And tonight, we've got a very excellent, special, returning champion. Someone who has been elected the sketchiest, shadiest, most suspect guest to have ever graced the Illuminati confirmed stages. That's right. We are bringing back Ryan P. Peverly Burns. Ryan Burns. Ryan Patrick. Burns is joining us on the show. Can't say that name on air, dude. Did you t- Ryan B. Ryan B. on the show today. Bleep that last part out. Let's have some energy, folks. What you don't know, live stream viewers, is we were just talking for 30 minutes, and that'll be exclusive for the Patreon audience. Um, yes, it's an accident because it took us a long time to get the live stream started. Uh, yes, that won't happen on the next Tuesday when we do a live stream. I promise. I am your lovely host, Mystic Mark, and I am all decked out in my Western wear, ready to dive in to the Skinwalker Ranch mysteries of the Great West. First, we must go to our Western correspondent, Mensa Man himself. Chris, how are you, dude? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. People in my Apple reviews said I talk very slow, so I'm going to really try to motor mouth it up this episode and hey, try hey, to talk Juan, faster. Hey, Juan, did you hear about this? It's the name of the new name of 1.5 Mark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. things talk fine. And it, I mean, he's always on 1.5 on my podcast app, so it doesn't make a difference to me. He's going to be like three now. He's going to be like going really fast. 
So. Oh my Don't God. make up for it, Mark, because you're going to fuck up. Stop reading the comments, Mark. All right, and don't read the comments. There is the survivor of hurricanes, the homunculologist himself, host of the one-on-one podcast, permanent jeweler. How are you, Juan? What's up, dude? I want to pull up this this picture of our next guest here. Can you guys see this? He's a slippery one. So, greased up deaf guy. Yeah. Oh. Is the you ever seen? Are you too old for this show, bro? Where they try to catch family guy. Where they try to catch the deaf guy. So this is when we're talking to Ryan. It's a little bit like that, right? He was the one that created the bob and weave, the signature bob and weave when it comes to being on Illuminati confirmed because he is, you know, when you try to pin these Illuminati down, they, right, they're, they're right, slippery, all right. all right? Well, and let's not open up with your pre-written bits, okay? That <laughs> failed. No offense. That was you, improv, bro. Improv. You tried. Improv. You tried. That was clearly thought of as you were waiting in a drive-thru for a fountain drink. While I was waiting for Mark to start the stream, actually. (laughs) We got it going. We're here. And our goal was to talk about news and shit. I got something. We got the guest on. Can I bring it up? Uh, We haven't talked about all of it, but you have something left. So let's hear it. All right. So I saw this. I think we are approaching these end times that everybody loves to talk about. And here it is. We have Tesla just unveiled their prototype humanoid Optimus robot. So they're talking about that. They can, they're trying to target a price for these for less than 20,000. Now everybody's seen iRobot, the the man that everybody loves to hate Will Smith, right? Very controversial figure that has been in the limelight as of recently, not for the greatest of things, but we've all seen iRobot. Chris, would you buy something like this, dude? Would you take that Faustian pack and... You're a business owner. Would you replace your employees with this? Absolutely. Coming from a business standpoint, 100%. So, like, right... Well, it depends for what, clearly. I mean, like, do I think from a 1,000 feet up, looking down, is it a good idea or a bad idea at the end of the day? Like, clearly, I think it's the worst thing that we could ever do. Oh, welcome. It's like, duh. It's like every bad movie starts like this. But I, do you see car companies assembling cars by hand? No, they have dedicated robots to that job. So it's like, I don't like the fact that this motherfucker has legs and can, and can, get, can get up and walk around. You know what I'm saying? And, and report back. You know what I mean? If it didn't have Wi-Fi and shit, and it could just like make your tea and that was it, I don't know, maybe. But this guy looks pure evil to me. Did it, did it have Wi-Fi, he said? <laughs> Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like your your coffee maker make great coffee. You don't need Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just makes coffee. That's all it do. So it's like a backhoe, a car. You know what I'm saying? Like all this shit don't need Wi-Fi. This shit just works good mm-hmm. as it is. So if this motherfucker was maybe just couldn't talk to the, uh, you know, the the next level up. Which is the 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 because the, the problem is all you need to do is change one bit of code at the top and it applies all the way down. We've seen Star Wars, dude. Come on, man. This is a horrible idea. And Elon Musk, you know better. There yeah. he is at the office just delivering packages, right? Not complaining, minding his own. But he's going to water the plants now. What's next? Going to watch you while you sleep and smother you while you sleep. 
and your entire family after it's done. Even if it takes like 40, 50 years, like even if it, like we live with these things until the year, like, you know, 23rd, you know, like 200 years out, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then one day they can just snap because some coder in fucking Bangladesh figures out the fucking hack. Like, that's what I don't like. Were you guys texting last night? You guys texted last night, right? I don't remember. Chat. Maybe. Why? Well, all of my text messages were basically blocked until four o'clock today, right? So I got, I looked at my phone around four o'clock and I had 40 text messages and I was like, what the fuck? So I combed through all my text messages and I started to realize based on the context that uh, my text messages were stopped last night around 7 p.m. And why that's even relevant or weird uh, is because Alex Jones was in Waterbury yesterday and today, and someone who works with Alex Jones texted me telling me that he would be in Waterbury. And it's very odd that I only got that text message uh, after Alex had already left. So I don't know, maybe I'm just paranoid, but my phone stopped sending messages to me around four o'clock around the time that somebody sent me a message saying, Hey, Alex Jones is going to be in water tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I, I hit this guy up. I'm like, how long is he going to be there? And he's like, dude, he was there yesterday. And today I sent that last night and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, Illuminati what? confirmed. Dude. What is the first thing they do in war zones? Turn off the internet. What? What if it's a third world country that don't have internet, bro? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say, Chris. Why would they target what he said? Why would they target the he said that the first thing in a war zone that they do is cut the internet off. So here we dude, I'm talking about my phone's being monitored and there's specific messages that are being blocked at certain times. Cause if I had got that message, I would have went to see Alex Jones today. But I can't, I couldn't have because they blocks my they, they block my text messages. They're so they're blocking my homunculus messages to you at three in the morning. That's what they're they worried blocked, about. They blocked them all because they saw that one come in about Alex Jones, so they intercepted it so that I wouldn't go and support our man AJ uh, in Waterbury. What do you think? What is, are that, is that far fetched? <laughs> well. Sketchy things have occurred, and speaking of sketchy things, we have our guest joining us. He is awesome. We love him. He's a nice guy, uh, but he is a little shady, and here he is. He, we just let him into the Zoom meeting. Ryan Burns joins us here on Illuminati Confirmed. Illuminati Ryan. Confirmed. Re- we are live. Did you sign the clause? This episode time. is brought to you by Pfizer. We love Joe Biden on this podcast, so just, just a heads up. Just for YouTube's sake. Just for YouTube's sake. Here he is. He's horrified. Hey, man. Oh, I got no video. Look at my... Uh... Hey, how's it, it going? Is... Welcome back to the show, Ryan. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. It's uh, a pleasure to have you back. Our first returning guest on Illuminati Confirmed. And uh, you've been on my show. You've been on Juan's show. Uh, so it's cool to have you back, dude. What you been up to since we're live on YouTube right now, bro. I've just been, uh, getting my mind blown going down. Um, you know, just obvious stuff, hiding in plain sight, blowing my mind as usual. 
Very cool. Very cool. And for folks who don't know, uh, you're not in exactly the most usual place. You live in quite uh, an unusual place, very unusual on the spectrum of weird. Uh, what's the weather been like out there in the skinwalker world? What's Utah been doing for you? Super rainy, super inclement weather, which makes for a lot of high strangeness. It just kind of energizes the, uh, in my opinion, it energizes, well, the ether, if you want to talk about it in a, uh, if you want to talk about it in a very real sense, the ether or, you know, what a lot of ancient philosophers would call the ether, uh, yeah, the the area uh, surrounding us, um, it just gets activated electronically when there's moisture in the air, and it seems like that uh, activates a lot of phenomena. And um, for those that don't know, um, I bounce back and forth from, yeah, northeastern Utah, the Uinta Basin, and Las Vegas, which are both pretty weird places. So it's interesting. Right on. Well, hey, it's a pleasure to have you back, but I'm not the only hosts on this show chris one and any uh thoughts for our returning champion yeah there was just 33 people in the chat that i saw so <laughs> i don't know that's illuminati confirmed but what's up ryan we recently yeah. did an episode and i think ryan you were voted the most illuminati confirmed guest that we've had so i think you are the nda reigning champion right is the one that the the person you don't know anybody else who signed as many ndas as ryan has so <laughs> And that's 100% fact, but it's all good in the hood. Glad to have you back on. And I'm really, I just caught your latest episode. Really excited. I want to talk some Bigfoot. I want to talk some astral projection, some astral realm stuff. So, what's up, Chris? You got something to say? Yeah, I want to see some of these pictures of some of these NDAs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at the uncomfortable yeah. laughter. Yeah, that's the, uh, there, that, you know, the problem with the, uh, the only problem I have with NDAs is the non-disclosure part. Um, so that's, but yeah, no, that's, there's a lot of, uh, interesting stuff taking place in the world and yeah, man, I've just, I just blew my mind, uh, after getting on this episode that Juan is talking about, I superimposed the, um, you know, the common two snakes climbing up the staff with the wings behind them. Uh, you, you superimpose that over the Baphomet and you have, you know, pretty much that symbol with the Baphomet just kind of hidden there. But uh, that's something that's always escaped me and I, it was in plain sight, man. So I'm not, I'm not as smart as I think I am. Wait, what's that thing called? Um, it is called the, okay, so it, it, it's called the, it, it comes from Dagon um, or, you know, like the, the fish-headed uh, Semitic god that was worshipped in in Babylon, and there is the snake and staff symbol, which uh, the World Health Organization uses, and that's uh, Alcius, the ancient Greeks, um, Asclepius. I'm sorry, the ancient Greeks basically had this Greek god of medicine, and that was his symbol. And uh, apparently, as far as folklore goes, he had a staff and these snakes would climb up it. And, you know, it's just knowledge whenever the serpents involved are reptilians. And uh, much like the Bible, you know, biting out of the apple, you know, that is considered knowledge when you take that leap and uh, start playing with the snakes. But yeah, the uh, that common 
it, 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 that Common World Health Organization logo, you see it on every ambulance, on every hospital. If you take that logo with the wings and the snakes going up the staff and you superimpose it over a Baphomet, it blew my mind. Like I, and I can't believe I've never heard anybody talk about this, but I was just looking at it on my computer and I have a, I have a, a, a framed picture of the Baphomet on my wall and I looked over and I was like, As we all do. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait a minute, this is the same, this is the same thing. But, you know, it has it down where its genitalia is, which is very interesting, you know. And, uh, yeah, just kind of a, it, 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 it's blown my mind. They call it um, also the Ascupalian rod, uh, Ascupalian rod, depending on, on, you know, whether you're Greek or not. But, yeah, that's the ancient Greeks believed that snakes were sacred beings with healing powers. Figure. Yeah. And part of the snake symbolism is also that they they are asexual, so they can reproduce without a mate. So they can just keep on. That's the whole hermaphrodite, androgynous beings, et cetera, et cetera. Can we talk a little bit about? So you're getting at, you're hinting at some sort of sigil magic that these lizard-esque people have imposed in the symbology that we use every single day. Our alphabet are is sigils. The entire alphabet is made up. It's man-made. The original alphabet only had like 19 letters and they've added a whole bunch of different glyphs and symbols that we don't even really know where they came from. But can we talk a little bit about this idea? You put me onto that one book, Camellio, and I know you recently interviewed the the author for it. Can we talk a bit about how maybe perhaps this stuff that we're perceiving as maybe demonic or paranormal or something can actually be higher ups in our government using technology to pretty much fuck with us. Cause that's also another side of the coin that some people talk about, but I don't feel like it's, they it's talked about enough. Yeah, man, it's heavy. Uh, super heavy. There's a, uh, there's a government contractor known as scientific applications, international corporation, SAIC. They are, uh, headquartered in Virginia, of course, and they had, um, for lack of a better word, a location here in, in California where this Camellio situation took place. It was Robert Guffey. He had a friend who uh, was targeted by this gang stalking and um, drug addicts and al- alcoholics and anybody who is into anything strange are prime targets for this because mentally ill people um and you know because nobody's going to believe them even conspiracy theorists really so it's it's interesting that uh they targeted this gentleman it basically he had a flop pad you know where people could kind of surf on his couch long story short he had a guy show up seemed cool enough except he showed up with a uh, department of defense laptop um over 20 um department of defense military night vision goggles and uh a truck and when he basically he basically went a wall off a of base and took a bunch of stuff with him and when he was at this house partying and opened the laptop and this friend of robert guffey's saw the dod uh department of defense symbol superimposed over the laptop he said oh no man you got to get that out of here he said oh don't worry they don't have they can't track it that quick <laughs> just within a matter of a few minutes Uh, They were literally breaking down the door trying to get this stuff. 
and NCIS, and they wanted these night vision goggles. They care less about the truck and the laptop, but apparently these night vision goggles were of the utmost importance to them. Well, they held the two guys for 72 hours, or well, one, I don't even know if they let him go, but they held um, Guffy's friend for 72 hours, and he, uh, you know, continually asked him, tell us what you know about the goggles, tell us what you know about the goggles. He did not have a plausible answer because he really didn't know anything. And they refreshingly let him out. However, the time after this, he was targeted by them and he would see things that seemed invisible in nature, holographic almost, much like the movie Predator where the alien is able to literally turn on its invisibility mode. And you, you, you see like a blurred background behind it. So that's, that's the long story short. SAIC was the corporation, um, not to ruin the book for anybody, but that is the corporation that was involved. Guffy did name the corporation in the book. Shortly thereafter, they split and uh, they did keep the SAIC, um, but they have another company that is involved in providing uh, more more government services that are along the science applications route. So that's that's kind of the, the long story short. So they target people because my whole thing is why go after people? Because Mark was talking about how he might have been targeted this past weekend. And no, no, no. I I think I was te my texts were were blocked last night because I was speaking with someone who works with Alex Jones and he was instructing me uh, on where I could go to support Alex Jones in person in my own state. So I imagine that if anybody knows what kind of podcast I do, uh, then you know they could they could probably assume that uh, it might be better to block my text messages uh, in that certain scenario to, to stop me from going in and being, you know, somebody who would voice support for obviously a person that's, you know, enemy number one right now. Mm. Yeah. Which I think that they're always listening. So they, they, they target these people with this tech who are easily dismissible, right? My whole thing is why target in, in this particular case of Camilio, this, drug addict what well, meth head right he was doing meth or cocaine or something I, I think pretty much anything on the buffet line yeah why target this guy why test it on this guy is it because they're they're just you know they can be dismissed easily or like they couldn't go anywhere else they couldn't fuck with anybody else except for this guy at this particular location or is it some sort of technology where they control entities of some sort I don't like the, like again because everybody always kicks up the the kick the skinwalker to the whole mythology of the 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 Indians of the you know the the curse of the skinwalker. Well, is it really all that, or is it something much more sinister? It's like our own government doing that, and they just say, hey, "Let's do it in this area since everybody knows about the skinwalker curse. Let's do it in this area, and then people just hey say it's the skinwalker, but it's actually us messing with people using this technology." That, that, that's, you know, that's what bothers me. It's like, why pick these people out of everybody else, you know? Yeah. I think it's because it's so simple to do on our own soil, even though they claim they don't. Um, when you're dealing with some of these uh, corporations, yeah, they have, they have higher um, 
basically you you better hope you're dealing with the government because these corporations have a lot more advanced operational measures that can be employed compared to the government. The government is limited by uh, laws and regulations. However, um, in the corporate structure, a lot of times it's most beneficial to have LLCs with sub LLC corporations under their umbrellas where they can compartmentalize these operations in a way where surveillance and reconnaissance, for example, can't be traced back to them. So um, Camellio was being written by Guffey. He had a friend looking over it and editing it. Um, just, just a quick edit, just a <clears throat> college friend. Guffey is absolutely brilliant. And um, she figured she'd stop at the beach and let her dog out for a walk. And when she came back, her car had been broken into. Uh, there was no sign of forced entry. Everything was in the vehicle except for this uh, transcript of the book. And amazingly, that was shortly before it was published. And um, that's right around the time that these companies, SAIC, and the other one is named Lidos, went their separate ways. It was assumed that this intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance had to do with that. So they almost got the ball rolling before the book was even published. But um, it, it was a smooth transition for government companies who had used the, the, uh, the SAIC for, for decades. I mean, we're talking about one of the largest, uh, biggest companies, and it was a surprising announcement. I mean, it, it, nobody could understand why it was happening, but they were already shelling off the, or, or covering their tracks, so to speak. And uh, in my opinion, it did have something to do with it, but I don't know. These are all theories. And I mean, it's important to have this technology if we are going into battle zones with people that have similar technology. We know that some of the Asian uh, countries have similar technology, but it's just not as good as ours. So it's super important that we have the leading edge, um, the upper hand, so to speak. And, you know, where else better to test it than... Uh, San Diego or California, anywhere with uh, anywhere with people around. Interestingly, SAIC, uh, the location in California across the street was what they consider the most haunted house in California, the Whaley House. And uh, that also begs the question, you know, is that connected in any way, shape or form, either the surprising possibility that just having it next door would have an effect on it? Or are these people actually testing, you know, some of this uh, technology right across the street? You know, why, why, why jump in the car and go down the road? You can do it right across the street and nobody's going to question anything because it's a super haunted location, much like Skinwalker Ranch. You could do anything there. And what are people going to do? Get on the phone, call the police and say, I saw Bigfoot. It's unlikely. Right. So it creates a perfect atmosphere for, uh, you know, a, a convenient excuse to write off any strange sightings. How much of these paranormal phenomena do you think can be chalked up to technology or, or am I misunderstanding? Are you saying that they are just testing this technology in areas of high strangeness? Well, it brings me back to um, this, this theory that, you know, anything that we don't understand can be seen as magic of sorts and technology falls in that class. 
it's it's difficult because every ancient culture on earth has had the elites doing things, for example, that they could not understand. You know, they would gather them at the base of the pyramids and say, get ready, we're about to block out the sun, which seems absolutely impossible, yet they already had the astrological calendars and knew that there was going to be uh, an eclipse. So it, it seems like folklore, it seems like fiction and conspiracy theory, but quite literally with that knowledge comes power and um it i i think that we're dealing with multiple things again and then i hate to always say that because i wish there was a, a, a super clear obvious answer but um it, when you start putting it all together there's there's at least four things at play and um when you look at much of the military's involvement in psyops for example and the study of things like ufos and uh trying to cover up strange things like Rand pandolfi um at the at the x-files desk of the cia when you are looking at this stuff when it's coming across your desk all day you start to not only believe it you start to achieve it you know you you get to know uh how it works. And I think the exhaustive research that's gone into this um, lends credence to that. Yeah. What was that name that you said? Rand what? Uh, his Ron and his last name is Pandolfi. P-A-N-D-O-L-F-I. Hmm. I'm not able to find anything on his. Ron Pandolfi. You, are you sure you spelled his name correctly, Juan? It keeps switching. Well, Google, right? The lizards at Google keep switching it up. They keep putting Ronald. They keep putting Randall. They keep... So hard to be named Ron. You know what that's like. Your name, Juan. Anyways, so... <laughs> I'm, a little, <laughs> I'm a little lost now after that. and we Oh, he's back. Here he is. Uh, Chris is back. Chris. Yeah. Thoughts? Oh, you can... You could also just do Dr. Pandolfi in CIA. That should pull it up. But his name's Ron. Mm, Dr. Pandolfi. There we go. Now I found it. Yeah. There's not a lot of, not a lot on him, but he's a CIA role in satellite case first probe. Has the leading light of the UFO community been briefing. So he is, what would you call it? The X-Files desk over at the CIA? Mm. Yeah. It's an independent investigatory desk, uh, the real X-Files, basically. And um, it's been confirmed that, you know, members of the U.S. government have been doing this for years. And they have a lot to do with, uh, you know, the TV shows, too, that come out. You see shows like Top Gun, for example, come out. And anytime you see a show with, like, next level, holy hell technology like they have, that uh, Lockheed Martin space plane that they claim was built for the movie. I mean, let's just think about this for a mm. minute. It's um, w anyway, back to my point. They're blending, when, Ryan, they're blending reality with fiction is what they're doing. They're doing magic in real time. They're cinemagicians for a reason, right? So, so they're, yeah. they're taking this make believe because you're absolutely right. Like, Oh, they made this, this what the, the latest movie of Avatar, uh, Cameron, he made this crazy underwater technology specifically for this movie to be able to shoot these scenes underwater. And now you're bringing something that I didn't even connect uh, together. I was like, is it really for this movie or are you just 
commercially testing it out, this technology that you got from... Well, you know, movies are used to launder money all the time. So, yeah, it makes sense. Damn, bro, that's fucking... Illuminati confirmed. Two birds, one stone. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan. Continue. That that that's great. Love that. Yeah. No, that's that's it. And I mean, the uh, intelligence agencies have in Hollywood. They have multiple offices. Uh, I heard that they are always working on right around seventy projects, which means seventy movies. And they basically choose. You know, the movies that have all the latest, greatest tech have to sign off and have to sign these documents saying that they will put a positive spin on the agency uh, or the country. Um, and it, it's, it's, in a, it's convincing because do you want the brand new, awesome, shiny, you know, good stuff? Or do you want like beat up Hummers and lame Hueys? No, everybody wants the good stuff in their movies. And a lot of times it's next level. I mean, we're talking about equipment that costs in the hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes. And you're not going to get that equipment unless you've been developing some kind of working agreement with an agency that, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Uh, they're very involved in the production. And many times they'll go through the, uh, through the movie and say, that's got to go. This can stay. That's got to go. And it's totally true. I mean, you look at movies like Face Off. You look at movies like uh, Top Gun. You look, at, you look at all of my favorite movies, basically. And they're in tight with these, uh, with these people. Um, you know, you probably aren't going to find this on, um, movies that are more B budget and, and just not as, not as cool. It brings me to my next point because Daedalus, right? The, the, the mystical architect, the magical architect, uh, where he constructed the labyrinth to, keep the minotaur in right and the minotaur is symbolic for a lot of different things and there's this excerpt from a book and an interview i recently did the architect as magician where uh, the art of architecture is a magical process right they're doing divination they're casting spells they're they're doing every it's it's an entire thing it goes back to ancient egypt and even further but Daedalus, he, wa- he would make these animated robots that supposedly he had to chain down in his laboratory because they would walk out from how lifelike they were. So it, it bring- that's why I brought up the Elon Musk thing at the beginning of the episode where they just revealed the latest robot, right? The, 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 they named it Optimus Prime, right? So keep that in mind because Daedala, right? We have here... Uh, I'm going to read this excerpt from this book. This mysterious emanation, whether artificially created or given by the gods, has the power of seduction. Daedala is therefore capable of producing dangerous illusions. Daedala or art objects can appear to be what they are not. And the metal plates give a value to the objects that they would not otherwise have. The principal value of Daedala is that of enabling the inanimate matter to become magically alive, of reproducing life rather than representing it. So they're literally, again, the alchemist, the homunculus. Hence, the word also designates Thalmata, marvelous animated machines with brilliant suits of armor and scintillating eyes. The more primitive Homeric texts emphasize the ability of the Daedalus to seem alive. What does that remind you? Oh, 
Transformers more than meets the eye. Okay, and it's talking about how these machines literally warp your reality. Bro, what but, the actual fuck kind of tangent are you on? Yo, we're talking Chris, about. Did you notice how he said? And on my next point, we'll bring. Because <laughs> we're talking about blending reality with fiction, right? Where these machines, and it goes back to the terror, the chariot card. Where I'm gonna pull it up. The 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 bro, we're talking. These people want to quite Wait, literally. Goes to the chariot card tower. Hold on, to I got you. Tarot card. The tarot. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yeah, hold on. Flick this and just put in the chat that this episode reminds him of the tower card in the tarot card because it's number 16. No, not the tower. He knows which one I'm talking about, but it's not the tower card. It is the chariot. The chariot. So I'm gonna pull it up here, where again, the suit of armor, right? The full metal alchemist is emanating reality of some sort. This is the Crowley Thoth chariot card. And where you have these, these weird things. And we speculated on an episode one time that the, 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 whoever is behind the suit of armor, right? You have Abracadabra up here, uh, hidden, right? Occulted up here somewhere. And the suit of armor is either this is a portal or something. It's emanating reality. So the whole Thalmata stuff is that they are literally using either robots or something that's seemingly putting out something. Bro, it's about warping people's perceptions, right? It's not going to be fucking black and white, you know? So when they put, when they put out these movies, they're implementing sigils into your subconscious. Me and Chris were talking about programming your subconscious earlier, right? It's linked to all this. It's not going to be, Oh, what does the two have to, that's the, that's what they want you to think. Oh, what do the, these two concepts have? How are they related? Well, not unless you're able to see between the lines, you're going to connect the two concepts, but it's all there. They want to literally, and I talked about this last night, bring in that ethereal world and blend it in with the physical realm, right? Pull the two pillars down and collapse reality onto itself. And who knows what happens after that, but it sounds like some sci-fi movie shit. It does. It sounds fucking absolutely crazy, but we got to remember that these people are doing things way above our pay grade. And they want, they've been trying to do this since the beginning of time, bro. That's what magic Dude, is all speak about. Speak for your fucking self. They ain't above my pay grade. <laughs> Fuck those guys. That's it. Said my piece. So what, what do you think, Ryan, with the Transformers warping people's perceptions, right? The, the full metal alchemist literally transmuting fiction into reality real time with cinema, cinema magicians, math magicians. They're using number. You have the Matrix. You have all these things going on. I don't know. Man, I think you don't. It's what's so crazy is you don't actually have to. I agree 100%, man. What, whatever you're on, I'm on that kick. I'm about that action because this is these mythical texts do not lie. The same playbook is being used in current real time. And it's, it's an active role in all of our entertainment. And it's, it's not something that has like a, a strange lineage, like they've always had bread and circuses and they would pull tricks in the Colosseum. They would pull tricks everywhere as long as it appeared frequently and uh, it, it had the public's um, applause and it distracted them sufficiently to get the real work done, which is usually not anything near what's, what's being uh, shown in the bread and circuses. Um, as long as you're making contact with different perspectives as an elite or whoever is in charge, possibly, you know, the government, 
which I mean, just the word, uh, you know, just language is, I've realized such a codex to absolute, just the ultimate toolbox. Um, government literally means governmentality, which means mind control, which means, you know, governing, governing your thoughts. And then if you look at all of the politicians and the secretaries of the treasury, the secretary of defense, they're secretaries, they're secretaries, which means that they're people who hold secrets. And um, it's possibly indicating that nothing's really changed since the beginning of time, you know, when the crazy conspiracists or theologists or uh, people like Plato, um, who, who basically saw in, in thinking that the elites were not only playing the ultimate game of bait and switch, but they were elites, which comes from the word elite, El, you know, the uh, supreme god. And uh, don't get me going on that, because then you have Angel, and you have Elevate, and you have um, Elevator. Elevations Uh, in architecture, elevations, right? Everything, yeah, it's about moving up. And, and, you know, uh, L is basically that that direct divine lineage. You have Dagon, which is where the dragon, or Dragon comes from, that name. Dagon, or dragon, that's the reptilian lineage. You have L, and you have Baal. And, and this all enters the cult of Baal, yeah, which started with, uh, you know, 2500 BC, but way, way long time ago, they were already on this tip. They already knew this. The Canaanites, the pharaohs, Babylon. Somebody Roman, said El on Musk. El on. dragons, we have the, the, the king of England now who's uh, from Wales. Wales has the red dragon as their logo. Uh, you know, we can think of him as having this red dragon energy. Well, what do we have on HBO right now? The House of Dragons, and then we have the Jeffrey Dahmer. So they're literally eating people, and then they have the House of Dragon, which is the lizard people, or whatever you want to. You know, they have these it's two. Porn, show- it's just porn in in Lord of the Rings times. That's all that is. That's all Game of Thrones is. <laughs> That's what they want you to think, Mark. You see that you're falling directly into their trap, dude. Don't you see? I don't dude? Watch that. Don't you see, dude? You're falling uh, right I, to the trap. I don't bro. watch porn, okay? Where I'm, did where did J.R. R. Tolkien do most of his writing and shit, too? You know what I mean? You gotta look. It, it's, the library. You see. Wait, where are you going? Well, hold on, Chris. Where are you going with that? You're talking about dragons. Yeah. You're talking about yeah, this, man. that, and the other. Whales. And it's, it's, oh. it's knowledge. It comes back to the reptilian brain. It's quite literally knowledge. I mean, Dagon... Um, not to beat a dead horse or a dead dragon, but Dagon was the, you know, people say, oh, how are they able to manipulate space and time for these portals? Uh, whatever these entities are, well, Dagon was the brother of Cronus, that's time, and both were sons of Sky or Uranus, which um, is, you know, yourself, dog. You know what I'm <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's you know, why why is space and time so easily, you know, Manipulated so is that by the whole deal entity? behind Kronos and Saturn and butt sex? Totally, dude. That's why. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's why. What do extraterrestrials do when they when they abduct somebody? It's Uranus right. on the line. I'm probing, dude. And, and you know, it's worshiping from the inside out. That's the whole inner thing. Inner space, man. Inner space. Yeah, man. dude. Didn't totally. you know? So, was- dude, that thing you were talking about before, because it's like fucking bothering me, dude. It's called yeah. a caduceus, and it has the snakes <laughs> on it to represent science, 
bothered. And no, but it, it was bothering me because it's a logo. I was vexed. A lot of nerve talking about you getting bothered. I was. No, it's that fucking logo, you silly fuck. Listen to me, dude. I know about logos, dude. I know about like two things: logos being one of them. You do. You do. So look at it. It's interesting. It's a staff, and where does the staff go? To a sunray with in your ass is above every, which is Juan's asshole. All right, we're on YouTube live, but now. it's also in reference to Zoroaster, the Eye of right. Horus, the Eye, which is a light-based cult, like from the oldest known religion on planet Earth. Break it down. Fucking interesting shit. It's dude. crazy, bro. It's crazy. But, the, you know, some people think that it's not all connected, but it's all connected. And you just have to be able to see where you can connect it. And it seems like like reaching sometimes. But, hey, dude, I mean, this is what they are pros at. You know what I mean? They go back to ancient Sumerian times, dude. They, the most ancient piece of literature we have is the Epic of Gilgamesh. What do you think they were doing before that? I want to know what they were doing before that stuff. You know, all the relics and all these things that they've destroyed. Dude, they weren't paying taxes. Nah. Who who wasn't? The, the elite? Anybody, anybody on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? They were too worried about, like, making it to yeah. the next day. What, what, is, what are dragons obsessed with? Hoarding all the gold, gold motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. What the fuck y'all got? Oh, yeah. Which is what the Anunnaki were here for, man. They <laughs> yeah, have to put dude. It in their atmosphere, dude. We need gold, man. You got to pay your dues, man. Well, that's the mainstream narrative, right? That's like the, the, what they tell us. I want to know what's, what they're not telling us, right? They've literally, they've quite literally wit. Look at how they use technology. So earlier you guys were bragging on me about how it didn't make any sense. Well, how they're using AI and technology to warp people's perception. What's the first thing you do when you want to prove somebody right? Hold on. Let me Google it. Let me. And then you, you go on your computer and you, so they're literally using, you know, and whatever Google says is what you prove to be right. Well, we know that they were proving a certain president wrong in real time where they literally quite literally changed the definition of a word real time so he would be wrong so what's to say that they're not and oh and who created the internet oh that's right cern did right and what's cern trying to do oh they're trying to tap into other parallel dimensions oh dude let's not get too carried away here we only have (laughs) fired up we only have our esteemed guest for 20 more minutes okay he's fired up he's got to go unless he has more time to share with us Dude, do we have any photos from Skinwalker Ranch yet or any kind of evidence? That's see these big things. Ryan, bring up the photos, bro. You didn't share the photos last back time. On track. Back. Whatever, dude. We are on track. If you listen to well, the words coming out of my mouth. People, listen, people right now, we have the perfect guest to talk about this with. Right now, people are worried. Maybe not people like us, but some people are worried because apparently the, in the midterm elections coming up, the whole UFO disclosure thing is in jeopardy, right? There's some bill that on the on the floor that might like put an end to this whole disclosure thing that they've been waving over our head for the past two years. And I'm like, does this just prove that that was all just a carrot on a stick the whole time, or is it that they they found something that is just so mind blowing that they have to keep it under wraps? Is this just a game that they're playing with us, Ryan, or or do you think that that it's just yeah. like factions? All right, I'm going to bring it all in. I'm going to bring it all in, so buckle up. So, since we're on on this uh, two snakes and a staff kick, 
Hell yeah. We're talking about what it represents um, as far as reptilians. And um, we've hit on the uh, we've hit on the theory of L, which is you know the supreme god. It always comes back, man. And I can't I can't get through a day or a night without waking up at 3:22. Hate to come back to 3:22 Genesis 3:22 Skull and Bones, which is and the Lord God said the man has now become like one of us, not like me, like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Well, if you look at the tree of life, believe it or not, the caduceus and the staff of Asclepius, the one whether one snake or two, that is the original symbol and image for the tree of life. Holy shit. Okay, Ryan, I don't know. If you ever come out to Connecticut, but next time you do, I'm going to take you on a little tour and show you how uh, the Book and Snake Tomb, which is basically like the sister club of Skull and Bones, their whole fenced-in area, it's all caduceus. I don't mean, maybe you've already seen this, but the, the fence around the Skull and uh, Bone and, sorry, Book and Snake Tomb is all caduceus. Each, each piece of iron is a caduceus. So, wow, that's Incredible really? that it has a 322 code. We're, we're talking about living forever, transhumanism. I mean, wow. literally, this Lord, the Supreme Lord El, which we find out is really the Elohim, which is a multitude of gods, says, man has now become like one of us. Knowing good and evil, he must not be allowed to reach his hand and take also from the tree of life, which is exactly the two snakes and the staff. Which is science. And let's exactly. let's let's not exactly. forget. Not supposed to look into science. That we, if yeah, we man. But if we weren't supposed to look into science, we would never would have ate tree bark and realized it gets rid of headaches and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> when were we supposed to have stopped? The apple. Well, that's fucked. Because then we can't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It, 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 yeah, man. That, so I'm sorry. I just want to say real quick. The Ophites, right? The Gnostics, they worshipped the serpent on the the tree, right? They 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 mm-hmm. revered it as the because it's it's Lucifer, it's the light bringer, it's the 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 Prometheus, you know, giving man the knowledge, the forbidden knowledge, right, that you're not supposed to have. And it reminds me of the Tree of Life, right, where I was I had a conversation yesterday, and he talked about how if you're able to transverse the the tree in a certain type of way you can graduate from this level of existence and that's what i think happened when enoch was shown all the secrets from all the angels right and he he graduated and was initiated into what into metatron into this he holds reality together right and i think that's what they're holding us back from by withholding this information they know about it they they've read all the books they've read all the grim wars they've read everything but hey let's occult it from this peasant, right? We can't have this peasant Christopher Prosser learning learning about this occulted science. No, there's no way. We're gonna hoard this knowledge for ourselves. Go ahead. Homunculologist, you got a shout out in the chat, but I want to bring it reel it back into what Ryan was uh, I feel like maybe I cut him off. You you were you gonna connect that to the disclosure thing? Oh, totally, man. So okay, so we have as mentioned, you know, the staff and the two snakes, the 
symbol for the World Health Organization, the symbol for health, the symbol only for doctors, the symbol for science. They only got one yeah. snake. That's right. Uh, now, the symbol, whether it comes in one snake or two, now on the Baphomet, there's two. Um, on the original Greek um, symbol, there's two. And I've got a book. Anyway, I've got a book I could show you with all of the different ones. And what's crazy is it brings us to science, as you mentioned. And what is science? It's horrific. If you go down the Latin pathway in the root words, sci comes from Latin, which is the meaning to know. And ents is, comes from the word encephalopy, which is basically uh, a disease in which the functioning of the brain is affected by some agent or condition. And it's a toxin. It's a broad term for any brain disease. So we're talking about, it's basically the right to know. It's, 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 it's a trick. Wait, science is ignorance is, bliss? Ignorance is super powerful. Yo, let's sure. smash I mean, these computers right now. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, man. Look at look at the Vikings. Look at the Huns. Look at any look at the Mongolians. Any any time you have a large horde of individuals who could care less and do not trust the science, they just decimate and almost take over the world. And so as an overview, I think that you know, science is a symptom. And what, well, what about that, the what about the what about the Romans that did understand science and they were just as much of a problem with it? That's definitely that's definitely different because I think that they they knew better and then they brought it back and again when the Romans turned Christian, that should have been the heads up. I mean, when you had um, Apollonius and you have you have these you have these figures who adepts. Adepts, exactly, who, who know. These, these are folks that know. And I'll just, I'll just say this. I mean, these, these Elohim, these gods with a small G who become the god with a big G, uh, they're already here. They've been here. They're, they're running this. In, in my opinion, this is all theory. But as you go back through the text, basically everything is always to pursue answers. And when you have the answer, you basically can't talk about it. That's, that's where it always ends up. And those who talk about it don't end up in good places. So where are they at, though? Uh, I would say most are locked up, covered up, or uh, just uh, dead. I don't know. They're, they're gone. Is it like a 30, you get to a certain degree, and they're like, yo. And they give you like a, like a, like a PTA list. Where, here's where you can find all the other parents that they're phone numbers and, <laughs> like how, like how, you know what i'm saying like is it a specific group within is that a club is that yeah, what like, it's a club it's a club and kind of bringing us back to this camellio thing the guy who actually invented this technology the um th this this basic optical camouflage of sorts he was a 33rd degree freemason and um illuminati confirmed even being that high in the club. And not only that, synchronistically, uh, if you don't believe that these things are all, the acknowledgement that they're all interconnected, Guffy found out that he happened to be a member at his same lodge after this long, drawn-out investigation and research into what was taking place. He looked the guy up that had held the patent on optical camouflage, and lo and behold, he's a 33rd-degree mason at the same lodge he attends. So he what figured... Do you every Thursday? If you like, yeah, but Ryan, what degree are you, bro? What what degree are you on? Was, was that? I, I 
I don't like to think so much as uh, (laughs) in those sorts of things when it comes to like the great mystery schools, but I do appreciate the great work. And I think that, you know, it's, it's been forged by a long line of philosophers and thinkers who many, many of which have had to meet behind closed doors and in private to, uh, to bring us this knowledge because um, there was a lot of book burning going on back then. So it's, it's, I do appreciate the great work and I think that it's something that should uh, live on forever. The key, the key what, word. What, what, what exactly is the great work in your opinion? The great work, bro. It's the greatest work. No, 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 no. Zip it. We got to have initiated answer this one. Hey, um, the great, the great work is, is just simply um, taking somebody and making them better you know, beyond the bounds of possibility, if possible. Hmm. Well, I, I think that's uh beautiful. Let's do yeah, it. I mean, everybody's reaching perfection in some way. And, and there's, uh, there's certain courses or paths or, or ways to, to go about it. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, the more we speak to, uh, to these topics, the more I'd like to know, uh, what secrets these groups have to offer uh, as explanations for some of these things. But I, I mean, it seems like, uh, like everything's been kind of publicized. I mean, are there any secrets that are, are still preserved in, in these sort of groups? Are there any things that you've come across that are just too powerful for the average person to know? I, I think we've dropped a few of them on this podcast. I mean, it. <laughs> It's, it's seriously, you just have to read between the lines. Like, mm. it, I mean, it, everybody's question is, what is the meaning of life? And I mean, 322 is basically the meaning of life. It's the magnum opus. It is the great work. It is basically, once you know the difference between good and evil, are you still going to reach your hand out for that power that you know can corrupt? Absolutely. The That's Faustian pact. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly right. What do you say to those who who might suggest that these secret societies have been using their occult information to sort of uh, initiate us all subtly into this sort of thinking? That's why we've, you know, reached this uh, peak science position, you know, that never before have people thought in this way, sort of modern thinking has prevailed and uh, it seems like secret societies buttressed that uh, pretty neatly in history. Do you think that that, that is a part of it, that, that we're being sort of conditioned by these groups into a greater awareness? Super plausible point, man. Yes, I think that, I think that over time, it's almost the opposite of what I think the masses believe. And this is, again, just theory, just my own personal ideas, ideologies. But why would great minds meet in secret if they did not want others to know what they were talking about? It is super spooky because that means they're worried that the common man, whatever that might be, uh, reach for these powers, these um, obvious, obvious. I mean, you can get online and, and figure this out at this point, but there's nothing new under the sun. You know, these amazing technologies with um, Elon Musk, and uh, most of it is, is, is for show, in my opinion. But these perspectives have been here for millennia. And, you know, there's nothing new about robotics. I mean, look at the Gollum. This is, 
this is simply oh, please uh, don't get him started dude <laughs> yeah i mean humanity must wake up to the new reality that this existence is not in my opinion is not extraterrestrial whatsoever it is interdimensional and it has been here forever elon wow. musk debuts Tesla robot optimus. Hold on, hold on. Calling Chris, no, check ahead. it out. Calling it a fundamental transformation. The great work. This is what they want. Transhumanism. One, one. Let Chris respond. Chris. So because we're all occult, uh, clearly occultists here, and some of us are inducted in, in this lodge, <laughs> and others aren't. I'd say it's probably about a seventy-five, twenty-five, you know, thing going on. With that being said, uh and we're doing with the we're, we're all dealing with the great work here obviously right which is just become a better person it, it, essentially right Good. leave it better than you found it polish that motherfucker up whatever you want to say right don't do bad do good right so if that's so easy i can encapsulate that in one sentence there's all these lodges of all these people all over the world doing the great work why are so many of them seem to be Nah, maybe not the best people. So are we dealing with a bunch of fakers, hypocrites? What's really good? I think it depends on whether you view your life as a literary or an artistic masterpiece. So Ooh. by if you're if if you view your life as an artistic masterpiece, then you are definitely going to elevate into a form of light magic. If you view your life in a literary or more material masterpiece, then you're definitely going to be delving into the finances and accumulating that gold, as we discussed, and not caring. I mean, just basically saying, I've got this information now, forget everybody else. And I mean, it makes sense why 99.999% of the world's population would come to that conclusion in about 10 seconds and why some of these mysteries have to be hidden. I mean, it's, it's so obvious that well, how else can you hide it? If, if you hide it, then it's not as obvious because it's in plain sight. It's in plain sight, it's everywhere you look. But if you hide it, then people get confused. And when people why, get what, confused- Why would you hide that if that was your mission to do? If that was part of your mission, part of your mission would be to spread that information at the most readily available, correct? I am so Correct. confused by people that are occultists because it seems so counter counterintuitive because it's like, Joe, right at step one, it just means to say, yo, the message is love, spread that, do that, don't do bad, yada, yada, yada. Everybody knows it since we've been playing with blocks. So why are so many people assholes? I just, I feel like that's, that's a good so point. Wrong. No, that's a super good point, man. Because if you really did live your life like that, you would literally end up at 33 years old on a cross. That is how you will end up. It's been, it's been tried out. Look at, I mean, that's exactly how it ends. Try it. We were Go just talking it. about the 27 club to Mark. You better be careful, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the 27 club is great. And you know, if you do get a little bit, it, it, if you do get a little bit past that, it doesn't end much better. I mean, they will in some way, shape or form, neuter you, at least publicly humiliate you. You'll end up like Michael Jackson. They'll say you're a pedo. They'll say you're this. You'll say, they'll say you're that. Because nobody in their right mind, right? Because you have to incorporate the left. Nobody in their right mind would live that way. Because we are brought up in a very materialistic society where 
especially from a fundamental basis, it's hand to mouth and it has been for many, many years. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a scary proposition, man. I'm glad you bring that up. So you're crazy in that line of thinking if you don't behave materialistically. But at the same time, y'all all join groups that says the great work, the thing that you're trying to do, your magnum opus, the, the nexus is to do this thing. So y'all all hypocrites then. It, and it comes back to Hippocrates. Yeah. Ah! Hold that shit, bitch. <laughs> oh, exactly. No, that's, it's true. It's true. Those responsible for the unexplained want their secrets exposed. They just will not expose them themselves. Wow. I think that, uh, that's a noble cause. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I think I think it's a noble cause. It's a cause that goes unrewarded. I think secret societies are far more ubiquitous in human culture than we realize. And uh, yeah, you know, few of them get the brunt of the blame. But let's not forget the, the group of people that informed the founding fathers uh, about some of the great ideals that make up our Constitution were a part of secret societies within the Lakota and different various uh, Iroquois and different tribes that you know we're living here in the states so yeah man i mean we kind of dipped and dived all across the map with this conversation i know you said you had an hour uh to give yes. any final thoughts before you jump out of here yeah man i think the ultimate if you really want to delve deeply into secret societies the ultimate example would be jesus and the 12 apostles who had to meet in secret and i think jesus had a very good point when he told them you will all disclose that you don't know me. So basically you will do this hypocrisy that has been mentioned and um, you will disclose that you do not, do not know of me uh, by the time I believe the rooster crows three times. And uh, it's not to get all biblical, but I think that, you know, this, this, this truth, this folklore, these conspiracy theories and um, the facts have always been the same. It's just different stories involved with them. And uh, yeah, that, that's about, that's about it. I think there, that's probably, <laughs> probably the most secret society I can think of. And, and yeah, they, uh, they came to the conclusion that they all were hypocrites at the end of the day, except for the one that ended up uh, not so, not, not so hypocritically speaking at the end. Give us some titles of books to read, Ryan. What books do we got to read about this? Oh my gosh! Um, seriously, there's so many. Uh, look for leather-bound books. <laughs> I sound like Ron Jeremy. I robbed. I Ron, uh, not Ron Jeremy. Look for uh, what's his name, Ron from uh, Anchorman. Yo, that was the biggest Freudian slip I ever <laughs> seen in my life, man. Ron <laughs> Jeremy, he's about to go do some sex magic. Guys. He still hasn't <laughs> given me a name. Magic Give me a fucking um, name. Jail forever for doing sex stuff. This fucking idiot got paid to fuck, <laughs> and now he's in jail for life for doing sex shit. Oh my god, the truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, <laughs> we, we forgive the slip, Ryan. So look for that. Was the bad. that was super. <laughs> that was super Freudian. Um, it, it, it depends on what you want to look at. If you want to look at like sex magic, I would look for like Maria Naglowska. If you want to look for like just like all encompassing, like literally the best occult books on the planet are definitely P.B. Randolph. 
because of hidden history, we have hidden his, his basic uh, application and knowledge because he, he was a black man in early times in, in the formation of this country. And um, it's, just, it's just fate. Go figure. The best books are the most hidden, um, whether that be Euless, E-U-L-I-S, uh, there are other books that he wrote that are absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Magia Sexualis, especially if you can find that in, if you can find like a older version, again, look for the old ones, the leather bound books. Uh, you know, all, all sex magic basically is, is the example that purity equals power. Yeah. And if you use your sexual prowess for power, in a constructive way that nothing is more powerful. And you can use it in totally horrible ways too. So you can use it in ways that are devious. And much of the, much of the knowledge that Aleister Crowley, H.P. Blavatsky, and um, pretty much all of the modern occultists that we know of, they stole the majority lion's share of their information and knowledge from P.B. Randolph. And uh, he has a ton of books. It almost seems impossible for a human being to write that many lengthy, massive books on the subject, obviously channeling. And it's, uh, in my opinion, P.B. Randolph books, next level. You can't go wrong. Right on. That's why he was suicided. Folks listening. Suicided, right. Go over to uh, Hero Paranormal right here on YouTube. Ryan's got his own YouTube channel. He's got his own podcast. Recently had Eric the Adventurer on. He had uh, True Ott on recently, another really interesting character. We should get True Ott on this show. I, I booked True Ott before. He's even had Juan Ayala on the podcast. Go figure. That guy sucks. Gregory Little. Uh, he's had Chris Matthews from Forbidden Knowledge News. Uh, he's had... A bunch of really awesome guests. I'm glad to see that you're rocking and rolling with your YouTube channel here, dude. And uh, I appreciate you taking some time to join us on ours. Is there any to- uh, anything I left out there that you want to plug before you go? Um, that's you pretty much did it, man. I can just neither. These are all just theories and opinions of mine. I can I can't confirm or deny that any of them are actual or true. It's just you know. There's unanswered questions, and I think that the uh, extraterrestrial hypothesis, much like Ryan Bledsoe says, I believe uh, is wrong. I believe that they are already here, and we're talking about a uh, hierarchy of more powerful entities than we could ever imagine. Right on. Well, you've been Illuminati confirmed before. Here you are, round two, confirmed again. Illuminati confirmed. What the fuck? <laughs> Thank you, brother, for being here. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Enjoy Appreciate your, you guys. Enjoy your evening. Take it easy. <laughs> it's still recording, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got a, a a live chatter who is in the live chat who uh, we invited anyone from the live chat to jump in here. And uh, the offer still stands. If you are listening to the show, if you're watching the show, uh, put a hand emoji in the chat and we will send you a Zoom link. But right now we're talking to uh, the DMT shaman, the guru man himself. This guy is very cool. He's been following my show for a while. 
Uh, he always comments on the YouTube page. And uh, for the first time ever, we are talking with uh, three IIIs. What's up, three IIIs? Yo, what's up, bro? It's such a pleasure to be on here. Thank you so much. Oh, shit, dude. Super anonymous. You don't have to turn your video on if you want to remain anonymous. I respect the anonymity with what you might be about to talk about. But if you want to turn your video on, go for it. Um, anyways, how's you, how, how you been? How, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good, bro. Just uh, kicking it, enjoying life, you know, just existing in God's creation. Right on. Well, you're sort of... Uh, I'm great. As you can tell from watching the live stream, we just talked to Ryan Burns, so I'm good. Uh, you, you're sort of prolific in the YouTube comments. You're, you're always very uh, adamant about psychedelics. So, you know, we got to get right down to the, the meat and potatoes here, brother. Like, what's your what's your deal? Are you like a, a shaman? Are you just a user? Are you just an experiencer, a psychonaut? Like, how would you describe yourself? Sir, uh, thank you so much. Um, I would describe myself as a psychonaut personally, just because I enjoy these psychedelics and I understand their power that they're able to like help you transcend this dimension. So it's like literally like an astronaut, you're leaving Earth to go into outer space. But like with psychedelics, you're leaving your body to go off into like different dimensions. Damn. So you might have listened to our previous conversation with matt reed he told us some pretty incredible stories of his journeys through other dimensions with the help of psychedelics what were your experiences like anything worth writing a book about do you remember any of them is it more like ephemeral like you just kind of experience it and then it's gone like how much of those experiences have been integrated into your your mind your life yo that's a great question um Honestly, it's like every day I uh, doing psychedelics has been like the most traumatic in a good way, like the most traumatic thing ever. It's like winning the lottery, you know, like I honestly feel like I've unlocked the key to the universe by doing psychedelics because um, before psychedelics, I was focused on the material world and just trying to accumulate the most just stuff, you know, mm. and some psychedelics what's what became apparent to me is that our consciousness is at the forefront of everything and it's not about like a like earth really matters you know because we're here right now but what matters is is the journey that the soul is on and trying to fulfill your purpose while you're here on earth with the time that you've been given right. dude that right there boom look at my man's right here not only gets it but can say it in a fucking one sentence Dude, mic drop yourself, dude. My man. Thank you. I'm going to get a beer. You just did it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I forgot to get a beer for this episode, too. When Chris gets back, I'm going to get up and get a beer because we can't leave one uh, hanging here. But yeah, man, well said. I, I would uh, just ask to clarify, um, Do you did you mean you do psychedelics every day or did you mean that every day you you walk with that wisdom you've gained from psychedelics? I wasn't sure. Yes, sir. Every day I try to walk with that wisdom. So I try to remember my trips that I've been on and uh, I don't take it lightly. Like some people think that it's just like you're hallucinating or whatever, but these experiences have been so visceral and like they've like changed my life. You know, it's like, there's no way it could possibly be just a hallucination. So I've like, I've spoken to entities. I've left my body. I feel like I've met God. 
um i've seen like the dmt elves you know i've i've gone to like different different layers and different uh different like what they call different dimensions i don't know it's just like what i think it is is that our brain is vibrating right now uh, earth is like a specific frequency that we're on and whenever you do psychedelics you're able to like tune your brain to a different frequency it's kind of like a radio mm. um and yeah i've i've um the reason i hold psychedelics so like in such a high regard is because i've tried meditation and it's pretty cool but i just understand that it takes years to for like a really long time actually like a lot of discipline and a really long time to to like get these mystical experiences but with psychedelics um if you take the right dose and the right amount then you're almost guaranteed like a mystical out-of-body experience mm. right on well we got rob my man rob in the chat someone who uh who pays me to work with him he's a cool guy he's uh, independent worker someone who uh, owns his own business makes his own way uh, all around good dude he's he's here he's just gonna tune in i don't know rob do you want to do you, do you have anything to add brother what's going on in your world is my mic on it's working all right what do you want to talk about <laughs> I, was, I was digging that dude that you guys just had on he was hitting some good points man right on <laughs> The first cat, I forgot his name. I wasn't really paying attention. Well, we still got the second cat here, and now you're the third cat. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, cat number two, who goes by three triple I, um, I would I would ask this to you, my friend. What do you think about you know Chris's situation out there in Oregon being in like a totally legal state i imagine you're someone who would probably be all for that kind of thing uh being like you know decriminalize everything do you think that if we decriminalize psychedelics it will lead to uh, some kind of change in in society um oh my bad i didn't know if you were talking to me but uh yes sir so i believe the change honestly starts with ourselves so uh, my example is that there's people that use psychedelics and go to raves and they have like a, an amazing time, you know, and they're just like surface level with the psychedelics pretty much their whole life. Um, I feel like if if people were to have these out of body experiences on psychedelics, then it definitely would change a lot of people's lives. Mm. That's like the main point. Um, so it's it has to do with the ego. So the ego is like uh it's like our association to our body that's the whole reason why my name is three eyes um or my name is sergio you know i go by sergio and like that's my government name so the ego is what the whole reason that we're using language right now and the whole reason that you're interpreting these these words when they're just like mumbles and vibrations but it's through like our social programming and the ego that we're able to just act as humans and once you do psychedelics, you remove the ego. And that's what a lot of people get scared about is like removing those social constructs and who they think they are. Because people generally have like a good feeling, like somebody might be confident. And then once they get to that ego death stage, they just lose all their confidence, you know, like their whole world gets flipped upside down. And that's what psychedelics is doing. It's like you're, you're removing all the brainwashing that you've been under your whole life. And you're, you're seeing life from like a new perspective, kind of like from uh from like a blank slate and it's just it's the most 
it's the most astounding thing ever, like how just how psychedelics can bring forth the states that they do. Yeah. And, speaking yeah. of speaking of a whole new perspective, I've never seen a cowboy in a tracksuit, but here he is, bird dog. What's going on? How are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Howdy. Greetings. What's going on? <laughs> not much, not much. We uh we we know you from our, our episode of Esoteric America episode. Uh, seven where we looked at cartersville georgia and the greater north georgia uh eastern tennessee area it was really fascinating so pleasure to have you here dude and want to introduce yourself let people know about your youtube channel and whatnot oh absolutely if you guys uh you know check out my youtube i do it for free i do it for the love and i mix uh esoteric all the esoteric into crypto to use it as utility and practicality so that we can benefit from it not only on all the spiritual levels and inner inner um, space but just we need this matrix money so that's what i specialize in so if you guys want to join i do it for the love that and then my real currency is energy you know just give it give and take and keep the energy flowing but uh can i chime in on uh i came in because i'm i'm kind of i'm coming in a little hot on uh secret societies I'm not oh. big on it. We got some some final thoughts on the Ryan Burns interview. Okay, all right, all right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm not big on secret societies, man. Um, using an analogy of like your your uh, you know disciples hiding from the Romans because you know you'll get killed. That's a whole nother. That's you can't claim you're doing this to hide from persecution. <laughs> When all the G-men own everything, they're the Vatican and they took over everything and they want to act like we're so noble. We need to hide this, this knowledge. And no, they lie. They steal. They fraud. They hurt. They harm people. No, we're, oh no, we can't tell you because you can't handle it, Juan. It's like, no, we're shit. We're out here. This whole show is about, you know, on uncovering the secrets for the people in the hidden knowledge. So the yeah, I like can- this cowboy, dude. I don't know where you fucking got this guy out from. What Skinwalker Ranch. Rob has his hand up. Rob, you got some thoughts on what uh, Bird Dog just hit us with? Yeah, <laughs> you can look at it from another angle, though. What if everyone's just so fucking stupid, right? And they're just so incompetent. And the only way to wake them up is to do such stupid shit that's so evil that you can't even imagine it being that. And then they do it just so you wake up. I'm not saying it's right. but if Dude, you had a bad it, childhood, homie. I got no, a counterpoint. I got a counterpoint. <laughs> Can I finish my sentence? Well, I'm no, I apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is I don't agree with the method there could be something to that idea as perverted as it is. I'm not agreeing with it. I need a sock. So when Rob talks, I could have like a sock puppet. With like... <laughs> Go ahead. Rob, Rob, I want you to have a spiritual awakening. I'm going to make your life so difficult so that you force you to have a spiritual awakening. And you say, well, no, I didn't ask for this. Well, don't worry about it. I'm doing what's best for you. Well, you go, no, thank you. I go, well, too bad. I'm doing it anyway. I'm, I'm going to enslave you, impoverish you, make you unhealthy, make you eat garbage, just so you can have a spiritual awakening. Aren't you supposed to do something about it to correct Bro. it for yourself? 
That's I'm Stockholm syndrome, dude. That's Stockholm them. syndrome, dude. I don't agree with them. I don't agree with the action, but it's a possible thought and theory by a sick, perverted group of people. So why would you listen to them? <laughs> I'm Rob, not listening. Guys, Rob's just being the devil's advocate. <laughs> I'm not agreeing with that as an action. I'm saying they could potentially think that to themselves as a righteous, noble action, as wrong as it is. Right, right. You sound like losers, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, don't I'm defend them. So why would I listen to a fucking loser? God damn it. <laughs> why does everyone listen to him? Why does fucking house for two weeks to flatten the curve that turns into two fucking years? Y'all listen to him. The goal, the goal is to enslave. Okay, boil it down. Brought the reason they by do Pfizer. This, exactly. It's to help you, like, get out of here. Um, It's to enslave you and eventually genocide you. What if your perception's wrong? What if your perception is, holy shit, these motherfuckers woke me up. We got to fucking fix this and make a better society for each other. Not buying it. Sorry. I mean, he's got a point. You know, capitalism says the best hammer, you know, wins. You know what I'm saying? But also at the same time, like, you know, you, you are sticking up for a group of people that seem to I'm run I'm not the sticking up for them. That's where you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. The acting's <laughs> wrong. Whatever, the dude. thought what, may be the process. Whatever. whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying, or am I not saying it clearly enough to you? No, we the get thought, you. You're, you're defending the lizard the class. Hey, you're I just want to point the out. Lizard class. We get it. I, I just want to point out. Before. I just want to point out that Rob <clears throat> is not defending anyone. And Chris, yeah. yesterday, Rob told me <clears throat> you're his favorite parson on Illuminati Confirmed. So just think about that. Anyways, we're back here with three triple I. And I just want to know, three triple I, do you think that uh, that, that maybe uh, if the elites were doing psychedelics, they would just chill out and not enslave us? Do you think it's that simple that they would have an awakening? Or do you think maybe that they're, they're interested in uh, other psychedelics, like adrenochrome or a weird uh, oculus <laughs> shit? Uh, that's a great question. I honestly think that uh, there's, a, there's a left and a right side of the brain, and there's a good and a bad side. It's called duality. Um, that's the whole reason why I hear that. Um, what is it? The Aztecs, they used to murder like 70,000 people in the weekend. And they used to do it for their God and all that, you know, and they would be on psychedelics. So I feel like it's like a gun. You could use it for good or evil. Um, and you've heard of like evil shamans doing horrible things, you know, and that's just like, and I get it too. So there's like a, that energy there's that energy carl Jung calls it the shadow um and it just it's in everybody you know it's just we have a choice whether to identify with the shadow or to go towards the light you know mm -hmm. right and it seems like maybe they're programmed to uh to not you know integrate that light into their lifestyle from a young age which makes them primed and ready to take over uh, their father or grandfather's business and continue the the line of control but uh yeah who knows maybe in a higher order metaphysical way they're fulfilling the same purpose that a wolf does when it kills 
a deer. I think that's really what uh, Rob is arguing. It's not that, you know, a wolf killing a deer is an evil act that needs to be stopped. It's, yeah, the wolf can decimate all the deer if they're left unchecked. But, uh, you know, for the most part, if the deer are unchecked, then, you know, the whole system breaks down. So you need the wolf coming in and causing bloodshed. Rob, you have your hand up. It's also MK Ultra. I think that MK Ultra has a lot to do with it. Um, these families are like corrupt and they mm-hmm. have like a bloodline um, that's been going on for like hundreds of years. So they already know like the brainwashing tactics and how they're going to raise the next generation. Um, I think psychedelics might have something to do with it in that brainwashing stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just be like you training a dog to like, you know, do any sort of trick. You're just oh, yeah. training this next generation to to be evil and stuff, you know? Mm. Fuck yeah, dude. This guy fucking gets it, dude. So, just listen to this fucking dude. Just record this guy and just listen to it later, dude. We're recording it. That's what the podcast is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Salute to... what? What's his... I'm um, sorry. Three Eyes? Three yeah, Eyes. Three. I like that name. Thanks. That's, that's beautiful, man. Um, Thank you. Generating a scarcity mentality is not the way. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, I don't think anyone here has a scarcity mentality, let's be honest. You well, know? I know not here, but we know the lizard class, they generate, that's what their whole, that's oh, what their thing is to um, impose that on, on, on their, their subservience. Yeah. Well, but then also it, called economics. <laughs> well, okay. Juan, your thoughts? These fucking post shows with different people and different perspectives are fucking great. Like, I just like sitting back. I like I want to let them talk because they're all saying some really crazy, coherent shit, right? How how Chris is saying it's it's everything is streamlined, which that's a skill in itself to be able to take these concepts and really put them out to in a digestible form for people. Dude, elevator pitch, Brett. We not one point. No offense, Mark. You know what I'm saying? Elevator pitch me, bro. <laughs> me? You're no, 1.5 mark, dude. What are you talking about? What do you mean? I'm not. What am I pitching you on? You seriously don't see the fucking connection I just made? I ele, Elohim, Elohim, elevator pitch. I said that. You take a long time to say shit. 1.5 speed, 1.5 mark. You one point. got to go fast, speed it up. You know what I mean? We got to get there. You know, we're on the 16th floor. We're only going to the 20th fucking floor, dude. <laughs> Do you know what an elevator pitch is? Get to the point. Get to the Get point. To the fucking point, dog. Okay. Nah, but Mark style is cool though. All right, but wait, thank thank you. And but what was the <laughs> point that I I'm just failing to see what point you're pushing me to make? You got you got to understand this shit quicker. Got to be able to spit it out fast. That's an elevator pitch. That's it. Remember, he's That's the, the oldest one here, Mark. So he's. No, I am actually. Oh well, Rob is. Rob now. is now. But... Chris is the oldest co-host on this show, and uh, yeah. it shows. We got to get you some sh- shilajit, Chris. It's good for uh, some CBD at night, so you can relax, bro. I get you some shilajit. Grows in the Himalayan mountains. It helps cognitive functions. Rob, you could probably huh? use some too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Anyways, sometimes I just like when people just spit it out. That's all. Mm. 
I, I agree. Mean, Is that I like can't. I mean, listen, three eyes has a knack for it. What do you want? I mean, put, if you put me on the, the comparison with, with the, all these great guests we have, sure, I talk slow. Sure. I make mistakes. Uh, sure. I don't get to the point. Sure. <laughs> no, it's it's all good, Mark. It's it's the weed, right? So you're talking in the matrix, brothers right. surfing <laughs> the baby oh. powder, bro. You know, it's all good, dude. It's all good. I'm actually learning to slow down. I'm yeah. learning to slow down. Yeah. Actually, mm. in pause in between sentences. I usually, I used to go rapid fire because I'm you know I'm rant central. And I'm like, bah, 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 and I don't let anyone else jump in. And I'm starting to pause in between sentences. So I get the, I'm starting to kind of, I'm trying to like mellow out a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to learn, learn to do is stop and listen to somebody else. Okay, you know, some yeah, listening is something I've been working on. Like, <laughs> the problem is that some people fucking make you dumber by listening to them. So you got to be able to decipher who you're going to listen to. You can't just listen to anybody either. You know what I mean? Cause... Right. Yeah. If we listen to today's guest, he'll have you believing that secret societies are good. Ooh. It's about the great work. But hey, shout out to Ryan. He's a good sport about it, and I think it was a, a good episode. And again, and dude, like I didn't mean any disrespect by that shit. I'm just saying, like, if I understand this concept of the great work, I've looked at this thing from a lot of angles for a long time, right? And that's the basic concept. I understand that. So now, with that being said, I couldn't wait for somebody to step in it essentially because. What the fuck, bro? If that's the great work, why y'all dickheads then? Yeah. Fill me <laughs> the fuck in. Here's the difference, man. The, our great work, our tribes, our various tribes that are really just one tribe, we share with each other how to grow the best food, how to prosper, how to be the most healthy. Here's some great information. Here's some beautiful speculational history. Here's what may happens after you die with energy and all that like we are an open book and we want to empower others that's the difference between this tribe we wish to empower others not not steal their illusion to press others to you know and go all right yeah it's a problem uh chris it's a problem with these people a lot of people feel feel disenfranchised and then they join a thing like a group or a lodge and now they're you know in the know yeah but dude is what comes first the the chicken right Whoa, wait, wait, wait. What comes first, the chicken or the fucking egg? You feel disfranchised, so you get a shit life, or what? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, what happens to you shit life, but you're in the best mood? Right. 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 Those are the hardest to program. The ones that can, you know, decipher their reality. So uh, those are the people that they want to indoctrinate the most because they can break out of the system how you're saying it's all about mindset because if we perceive certain things we create our own reality joan of arc took over fucking europe because you're she was a schizophrenic bro 100 percent. so yeah because you didn't have to have a a a a bad life it's based on these people propagating it it's kind of like how certain illnesses didn't exist until they put up radio towers Oh. Right. And then they go, well, now we have medicine for you. It's like, well, no, uh, we would have been fine without radio towers healthy. We've been fine on, you know, living a more natural life. But now we have a bad life. And, you know, so, yeah, Chris, Chris is right. What came first? So if you feel disenfranchised now, that's because it's been set up this way for, you know, decades. It's It's been incrementally this way. 
It's what we were talking about, the rats, Chris, before the show. Are you putting enough rats in a, in one place? They all start to I form like their own hierarchy. We need to get mad, dude. We need to get mad. Like that's Show me really your angry face, bro. Fuck. No, dude, like for real. Like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> do you know that we live on planet paradise? Like, dude, everything you could ever. You, you know how good fishing is? It's like so fun. It's like you're out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much shit that is dope. You yeah, know what it's I like to take mushrooms that. and go walk around the mountains? It's dumb, dude. Yeah, if this, if this, and shit. if this realm was a few feet further away from the sun, we might not even be here, bro. Or or, or shift at a certain degree. You just, you, just, you just jack the wheel, bro. You just jack the wheel. <laughs> bro, it's planet paradise. We just need to fuck off and be decent towards each other. The great work or whatever the fuck. And, yo, it's that real simple. Work. That is the great work. You being the best you can and being the best of the person next to you so you you cast the shadow you want to see. Mm. That's the great work. You it's being the best inverted. you can be so that everyone else wants to be like you. And it's been inverted so that those lodges that used to function teaching people that now are just making one person great, whoever's at the top of the hierarchy. Bro, back in the day, you used to, people used to be hard as fucking nails. You know what I mean? Come for my shit. I'll fuck you up, you know? mentality you know what i mean all the time every day what's up but those are also the coolest dudes they just want to like drink beers and hang out until you cross that fucking line dude and i just feel like we're becoming puss and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of um you know with uh comic like um soy boy type mentalities of um (laughs) not not standing up like when good men do nothing e- evil prevails like we, we can probably count on a thousand quotes that go dude enough's enough no to these weak ass paper tigers right but the problem is if you look around trust me i'm on your level chris i'm, I'm actually i don't I've, I've been on some rants where i'm like let's go but uh <laughs> we're such a we're such a minority dude like where if you look around the um the mission has been successful to suppress yeah. people's energy. Yeah. It's been successful. Yeah. They don't know history. They don't know anything. And you go, let's go look at these, look at these um, politicians or whoever that are evil. Let's do something about Yo, it. Ron John. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You know, I got to go to work. So I mean, I got, you know, I got my shows tonight. Totally. I get it. And, like, and, totally and I'm so powerless. And then the big thing is what can I do? I'm just one person said seven billion people <laughs> you know <laughs> i'll tell you what man bro. i'll tell you what though during covid look at how many people mobilized to go just destroy shit in the streets and none of them got covid <laughs> but they all mobilized to fucking break the fucking apple store oh yeah so just imagine if we all got together and did good dude that's what i'm saying it needs to be knowledge applied it's so fucking yeah. simple it is. It's divide and conquer. Well, the next looting season, man. I'm going. I'm, I'm going shopping, dude. The next loot, <laughs> loot season, <laughs> I could use some new stuff. No, I'm just. Yeah. Yeah, but the only job. place I want to go loot is Lamborghini. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, bro, you know what these lethal injections, man? Just tell them leave the keys in the in the Lambo, man. They'll be. It'll be available. Yo, can I play a voicemail that Chris left me the other day? Can I play that voicemail you left me, Chris? I have no idea what I said. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's wrap up with that. We got we've got a quite a long show here. 
We're past the two hour mark. Let, we'll me, know, and... let me know if you guys hear this. Dude, Yo, everything well I do, right, whenever I talk, yep, we right. hear it. We hear it. All right, so this is a voicemail that Chris left me the other day. <laughs> Check it out. Yo, Ron John, I forgot to tell you when we were talking earlier, but there's this um, commercial that keeps coming up whenever I'm watching internet stuff, YouTubes or whatever. Um, but it's a Liberty, uh, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty you know, insurance, that shit, mutual, I guess it is. Um, and there's a bird that has like a robot voice. I don't know if you've seen that one. But it keeps coming up on my thing, and I thought you'd get a good little quick laugh at that, you fucking bitch ass motherfucker. Um, anyways, hope you're uh, doing good and uh, not floating downstream. Give me a call, buddy. Oh, how sweet. Checking in during Hurricane Ian. We were all worried about Juan a few days ago. He's okay. Yeah, I'm good, bro. That, that was hilarious. I was like, what is the. Like robot that... bird, dude. It's a robot bird. Where? In a commercial? In the fucking, like I said, dude, the fucking Liberty, Liberty, Liberty Mutual commercial. And the guy's sitting in front of the Statue of Liberty. And he's got a yellow table out. And there's a bird on the shit. And it was a, a, a seagull. And the seagull, he's got a pie or something like that. And he's got a seagull in front of him. Like maybe the seagull's trying to eat the pie or something. But it, it, it's, a, it's using a robot voice. It's like, yo, like, but it's in like, you know what I mean? Through a rope. Yeah. I don't know. Google the shit, dude. Like, it sounds like Chris did some DMT. Speaking of that, three triple I. You ever seen the DMT elves or for that matter, a DMT machine robot seagull? <laughs> Not a seagull, but I've definitely seen Dimethyl uh, to me. <laughs> seen the elves. Yeah, and I've seen some Alex Gray stuff that he's painted. Wait, oh, so when you see the machine elves, because there's someone in the chat who seems to think they're all demonic. Um, he said, oh, he's already gone, but he said Jesus is coming for his saints soon. Don't get left behind. Um, <laughs> we, we might be able to guess where he's coming from, but I, I don't disagree with that. Who knows? Uh, but anyways, what do you think about machine elves? Are they like you know, components of the universe? Are they good beings? Are they evil demonic beings? What's the scoop? That's a hard question. That's what MAPS is trying to figure out right now. Uh, MAPS is like uh, mapping out the DMT world and yeah, they're trying they to like make contact. They don't have the uh, best track the record, that group there. I don't know. Some people seem to be pretty sketched out about MAPS. Yeah, but, but Mark, what he's saying is that people come back with the same response, like same. Yeah, I know. I get it. Map, it. map it out, which is odd with the name of the place. Though. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. Yeah, um, and not just that one. There's like a another one, like I think it's in London or something like that. Um, but Alex Jones talks about it. He says how they're fucking mapping out the DMT realm. But honestly, I don't think that they're that bad. Um, personally, I've made contact with them. We've I've seen them. They just they're just there, you know. They're just a part of the experience. I think it it might be something internal. I think it's just myself, you know. Like I'm just trying to like entertain myself. So. My perspective is that we're all the same person and, and we're all the same consciousness. We're just in different bodies. So <clears throat> everything is just an extension of myself and my consciousness. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, we're, we're just, we're all God having a human experience. But uh, God is looking at the earth, at his creation through each and every one of us, through all the insects and all the birds and all the animals and everything. Uh, God is having an experience through everything, you know, and like all the plants. Mm. Yeah, it's, so almost, it's almost um, like what what they say about walking in somebody else's shoes. You know what I mean? Like weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's empathy on a thousand percent. You know, like 
it, you you really do get to see life like one, once you do have an ego death and and it depends how far you leave your body you're able to look outside of the eyes of other peoples and you're able to see how um how life how probably you affected somebody else through their eyes and stuff like that and yeah it's just it's really crazy it's really it's pretty fucking intense what happens on psychedelics mm. hey three are you able to astral project have you ever um, done that are you capable of that I've done it in a float tank. I yeah. Rob's done it in a float tank. That's sick. I want to try a float tank. Um, but yeah, go, I have, um, but go blasted. I did. I was on like 500 milligrams of THC edibles. Ah, nice. What about you, three? Um, yeah, I've I've actually projected a lot, mostly on acid. Um, but shrooms, when I do like above five grams, I start to get in that realm. So what I think it is, it's that hemi-sync, um, what Robert Monroe talks about at, at the, at whatever it talk is. About um, it, talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, so that's what's happening. You start to hear like a, a low vibration in your head. Well, this is at least my experience. Um, I start to hear like a vibration in my head or like a slight ring. And then I start to, I start to follow it. Like I just start to go into like a meditative trance, almost like sleep. And then that's when I can feel myself rising out of my body and it feels like I'm connecting to like a different frequency. I, I believe it might be the Schumann resonance that our brain is connecting to. So they say that earth is emitting a certain frequency and scientists say that our brains are also emitting a certain frequency. So I feel like those frequencies match up once you're on psychedelics or once mm -hmm. you meditate and you're able to like travel around the earth and stuff. But or yeah. Do, that, you know, do you know about this? The hemi sync stuff where they like, because everything resonant has a, a Robert a Monroe, so they, 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 they off kilter them in in stereo speakers in your yeah in your ears yeah, and it's supposed That's to create a third part like a third place theta state. It's really interesting. It's just hum you get yeah. I think we're able to do that naturally. Like that's what sleep is. I think sleep is like the <clears throat> is the ultimate form of ego death because. <clears throat> We're basically just leaving our bodies there, defenseless, ready for something to attack it. And once you're sleeping, uh, that's when your your soul is like creating like a whole other universe inside your brain. It's like you're having these experiences that feel like real life. And I think uh, we're able to hemi-sync naturally, but like psychedelics just helps boost that hemi-sync. Damn. That's well, deep. Shoot. This has been a deep episode. We got takes from all across the country here, from Utah down to Georgia. To here. secret society lovers. We got secret society <laughs> lovers, secret society dislovers, secret society uh, participants, all sorts of strange uh, episode uh, material here. This has been a great episode. Hold on. Before you go any further, this fucking, I'm on my Googles, dude, and there is there is all kinds of Liberty Mutual fucking ads, but none with the bird I'm talking about. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, Mandela. <laughs> we have the message, bro. We have the message. <laughs> and it's timestamp. Wait, 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 hold on. Is anybody on this panel from the East, Juan and Mark here excluded, anybody else on this panel from the East Coast? Yes. Yeah, I am. Have you heard of the uh, Black Tom explosion? What? Never heard of it, right? Exactly. Was that was that when they blew up Wall Street in like the 1916 nope. or something? Nope. No. You never. Heard, you're from the East Coast. You never heard of the Black I Tom heard, explosion, right? Is I that? Heard when, it, but I don't remember what it is. 
Is that I swear you, to God, I heard of it. Is it that got us, Tom Cruise? It got us into World War II. It's the first terrorist attack on American soil. Yada, 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 yada. We never heard of it, right? We never heard of it. We grew up in East Coast. I did too, Connecticut and Pennsylvania, yeah. New York. Never heard of it. No, I've heard of it. It's, I think Sam actually did an episode on it. It's 1916 in New York Harbor. That's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, Rob was right. I was going to say uh, we were fuck? talking about <laughs> the fuck, Chris. Motherfucker. I thought you were talking about when they blew up the Tom Cruise blackface. Uh, no, they blew, up, they blew up the Wall Street in 1916. You're, you're, both, you're both off because, Mark, you didn't get done reading the thing. I, it says explosions which occurred on July 30th, 1916 in New York Harbor killed four people and destroyed some. Did you say New York Harbor or did you say Wall Street? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. <laughs> all right. All right. We're all here to have fun. Right. Chris is the only person who's making it's it. It's fucking all. crazy. We're all here to learn. It's all good. It's yeah, fucking it bananas. In Jersey. What does this have to do with anything? Chris? Mandela effect, dude. Mandela effect, yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. Well, because we haven't heard of it? This doesn't make it a Mandela Because of thought. the bird, Mark. Pay attention, dog. <laughs> yeah, but that's I'm a Mandela. I'm a Berenstain bear guy. Oh, and I saw that stupid movie with uh, Shazam. <laughs> that with, was uh, oh, you've seen Shazam. I did. I saw it in the fucking movie theater. With, yes, with, uh, with uh, a, a comedian. Sinbad. Sinbad. With Sinbad. Oh, yeah. Huh. Brilliant. Brilliant actors. Movies in the theater. Okay. There you go. Well, that's a great place to stop the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, folks. Emotional. The live stream number two will be back. Not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that. And for everybody who is waiting for Esoteric America, those are now going to premiere on Thursdays. So just loud and clear. Uh, that's going to be happening on Thursdays from now on. And Juan and Chris and I will be back next Thursday for everybody who signed up on the Patreon. So sign up on the Patreon. You'll get the first 40 minutes of this conversation that was cut out because of the live stream fumble. And then uh, and then you'll get all the other bonus content that we do. And moving forward, we, we might cut the live stream uh, around the second hour with guests like bird dog triple i three triple i rob whoever's in the youtube chat so participate in the live stream each week and you might find yourself right here on the show with us uh but as for me i gotta go to sleep because rob's gonna pay me to uh work with him tomorrow morning right rob yes sir all right i'll see you tomorrow morning juan chris any final thoughts check out my journal the occultist monday my website the one on podcast Dot com. Follow me on there. This is fucking great, guys. I really enjoyed this. Cool. Yeah, big, yo, big shout out to these fucking dudes, Bird Dog and Three Eyes and Robert, man. You guys are fucking rad. I don't know about our guest. He seems a bit wonky. Times two. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yo, much, much love, everyone. Chris, I love your energy, man. Juan, you crushed it the other day. You and you and uh, homie Romy on... um. The uh, interverse, you guys were crushing it. If you guys are, um, I'm in. Uh, my my family thinks I'm crazy. Telegram, check out my YouTube. You can look up this my name or Bird Dog Forty Five. I have a Telegram too. I'm starting my own secret society. The only requirement is you need to bring a lizard person. Illuminati confirmed. That's the, <laughs> That's the only requirement. All right. But all much right. love. 
Well, Thank shit. You. Send that link into the Telegram chat. Everybody go to myfamilythinksimcrazy.com. You get the Telegram link there, and then you'll see Bird Dog's link as well. Uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in, and uh, have a great moment wherever you are confirmed in the Illuminati. Bye. Bye.